Welcome to the Nurse and Midwife Support Podcast, Your Health Matters. I'm Mark Aiken, the podcast host. I'm the Stakeholder Engagement Manager with Nurse and Midwife Support, and I'm a registered nurse. Nurse and Midwife Support is the national support service for nurses, midwives and students. The service is anonymous, confidential and free, and you can call us anytime you need support. 1-800-667-877 or contact us via the website nmsupport.org.au Today my guests and I will talk about life phases and how nurses, midwives and students navigate the complexities of life to make decisions that benefit their career, lifestyles and those they have responsibility for. This may involve considering applying for a new job, a promotion, moving to a different discipline in the profession, considering further study, living and working overseas, or feeling like you are stuck in a career rut, knowing you need a change but aren't quite sure how to go about it or planning transition to retirement. My guests today are Maddie Munro, an early career nurse who is passionate about utilising technology to make improvements in healthcare. Welcome, Maddie. Ali Brown is a nurse with 40 years' experience committed to supporting nurses and midwives through her role as senior nurse at Nurse and Midwife Support. Ali worked in intensive care units for over 25 years and will share how and why towards the end of her career she made the decision to work in a completely different area of nursing. Welcome, Ali. Helen Pentecost is an experienced midwife now working at Nurse and Midwife Support and studying counselling. Helen will share her wisdom about how she made decisions in her career that enabled her to meet the needs of her family while navigating her career as a midwife and the factors that supported her decision to return to study counselling. Hello and welcome, Maddie, Ali and Helen. Hello. Hi. Firstly to you, Maddie, would you please tell us about your career to date and your current career life phase and how you made it happen? Thank you for having me, first of all, Mark, on this podcast today. I'm privileged to be a part of it all. So I came out of school and I went to university to study my Bachelor of Nursing. Um, From there, I I obtained a graduate program um, within Queensland Health and um, it was at a aged care rehab facility and that was great to just ground my my basic nursing skills, my manual handling um, as a transition from university. And then after that, I got a job at the Gold Coast University Hospital I started, first of all, in vascular and medical unit. Um, From there, I worked in medical for a year and a half. I um, then did six months in an acute surgical unit, found my passion for surgical, um, and now I have been working in orthopaedics for the last year. So... It's been quite of a different journey for me. I've just bounced around in all different areas trying to have a feel for what I like and I definitely love orthopaedics and surgical. So 
um, yeah, I, as an early career nurse with six years experience, I definitely have found many challenges, um, lots of rewarding moments. I attended a couple of years ago, the um, Australian College of Nursing Forum on Diversity and Difference, which I was luckily enough to be sponsored by you guys, the Nursing Midwifery Support. And um, it was just, I think, for me, a life-changing opportunity to really start my leadership and networking with like-minded people in nursing and um, just sparked an idea in me to start entrepreneur nursing and get that side hustle happening, you know, um, to think of ways to have an extra income on top of shift work um, that will help, you know, lead me into a career I want. So that's a little basic overview about my journey so far. Um, yeah. And I... That's great, Maddie. Um, really impressive career. Uh, you've done an incredible amount in six years, so congratulations. Um, what's inspired you to achieve what you've achieved to date? Um, I, I think there's not one thing that's inspired me. I think there's lots of different people, different moments within my career that has inspired me from, you know, networking with People, peers that I work with every day, they inspire me to, you know, just keep going, to follow my my dreams. Um, yeah, I, I suppose putting myself out there and attending conferences and workshops and listening to, you know, um, nurses like yourselves talk about your journey and I think things like that inspire me to, you know, follow in your footsteps and and be a part of that. So, yeah, long story short, there's not one thing that inspires me but lots of different things and people that I come across that, yeah, I just want to endeavour and find where I want to go. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. Much appreciated. Helen, you were a midwife for many years when you decided to make the change to work at Nurse and Midwife Support. What prompted this change and what factors did you consider when making the decision? Um, I think I was sort of, um, I, I had an injury when I was overseas. So at the time I was I was working as a family health nurse um, slash midwife um, out sort of in the semi-rural parts of, of Victoria and loving what I was doing but really wanted to give back to um, my fellow nurses and, and midwives. Um, I'd gone into family health nursing from, you know, being in labour ward and delivery ward for a long, long time but I had a, a fairly catastrophic accident overseas and could no longer... Um, feel the bottom of my foot or run to codes or, you know, squat down to, to catch a baby. Um, and I was always really nervous about, you know, being in a like a slippery surface and, and having an accident. So I'd been very much forced into leaving 
um, ward-based and clinical-based nursing to, um, to go into family health. And then when this job at Nurse and Midwife Support came up, you know, it, it just seemed like my perfect, perfect job. It was um, uh, an area of great interest. I really loved working with nurses and midwives. Um, I care very deeply about the career, uh, about the career pathway and um, about my fellow peers. So it was really, um, it was something that just popped up to one day in my, in my news feed and I just went, yep, that's, that is me, that is my role. And four years later, I still love it. Like I really, really love the job. I can't imagine doing anything else. That's great, Helen. Um, we're really glad you joined the team, obviously. And um, um, so an injury really was part of, of that for you. And that's the story we hear from many nurses and midwives who uh, are thinking about a different stage of their career or, or what they might do next. Sometimes it's not necessarily planned, it's forced upon them. Do you think that's harder for people to make that decision if that's the case? Yeah, I, I do definitely because I had no intention of of doing any other kind of, of work. I was I was a, a clinical midwife. I love being with babies and, and with mums. It was all I really wanted to do. I'd never given it any serious thought about leaving at all. Um, but I was travelling. I was overseas with a friend, with a actually fellow midwife's, wedding and um I fell into a dirty open gutter in in Thailand and ended up with a, a fairly significant uh open fracture and um you know three years worth of osteomyelitis and and drugs later and and 14 surgeries to save my leg so um there was no there was no choice I, I really couldn't walk I couldn't wait there for most of, of the year so yeah, being forced into it is really hard. You know, psychologically, it's very, very difficult to suddenly realise that you can't do what you love so, and you have to, you know, like everyone else, have a mortgage, have a family, yeah, so, you know, have got, got bills to yeah. pay. So yeah. um, you've got to get money from somewhere and you have to get a little bit creative. So what supported you through that process, Helen? Well, we didn't really have any kind of support. Um, there was no nurse and midwife support. There was no EAP. I mean, this is going back 12 years ago, so it's a while ago, um, although it still affects me all the time. Um, there wasn't really anything. So it was friends and family. And, um, you know, I can say this about my family because <laughs> they're no longer with us, but, you know, my parents were not the kind of people that would have supported me. Um, you know, very stiff upper lip kind of family. So that wasn't going to happen. I was in the middle of, um, I was in the middle of separating from a, a long-term relationship and ended up, you know, getting a divorce. So there was no support happening there. You know, my, my daughter who was nine at the time or eight at the time learned how to make toast really quickly because mum couldn't get into the, into the kitchen to, to make food. You know, I was in a wheelchair for ages and ages. So, um, yeah, there really wasn't, I'm pretty tough, but there wasn't really support out there, like not like we've got now. 
Yeah, so if you're listening to this podcast and you are experiencing something similar to what Helen experienced um, causing her to have to think differently about her career, Nurse and Midwife Support is available 24-7 to support you through that process. 1-800-667-877. Thank you, Helen. Ali, you had been an intensive care nurse for over 25 years when you made the decision to work at Nurse and Midwife Support. What were the main considerations that supported you to make this change towards the end of your career? Okay, Mark, that's a great question. I had recognised about a couple of years before I did change that I was going to look for something different. I I didn't know exactly what it was. I wasn't very clear about it, but I recognised that I wasn't sustainable to keep doing what I was doing so I had a need to change but I also had a desire to return something to the profession that had provided me with a rewarding career challenge wonder and education I love being a clinician a manager a student and I recognized I wanted to do something very different towards the end of my working life. Seeing um, or knowing about a job at nurse and midwife support was really aligned with my values and I've always believed that nurses and midwives deliver the best care when they are heard and valued and I, I just think that basically Nurse midwife support is a much needed service for the nurses and midwives of Australia and it improves the care of everyone that we come across. Thanks, Ali. Um, That's um, incredibly useful to people listening to this podcast who might be um, working in an area they've worked in for many, many years and loved it, as I know you did and still do, have a great affection for um, the work of intensive care nurses. And um, and I think what you've outlined will support people if they're experiencing something similar. So thanks for sharing that. Maddie, you've got a clear vision for your future and we've discussed this outside of the podcast But you outline this in a blog that you've written, which will be part of the summer edition of our newsletter, which this podcast is part of. Could you outline your your career vision and how you developed it? Because I think that could be really useful to other nurses and midwives who are early career nurses and midwives considering something similar. Well, at the moment, my career vision is to keep working in a clinical setting at the hospital. I know um, long-term it it probably won't agree on my body as after speaking with Ellen Helen, um, you know, you can get easily run down, especially with shift work. I myself, before, before actually starting nursing, I got operated on by an orthopaedic surgeon that I now work with. Um, and I was too off work for six weeks on crutches. So I had a rocky start to begin with, but after, after um, going through that challenge, um, 
I definitely can see a vision to stay in clinical. Um, and then also um, mentoring Griffith University students, um, which I have put my name down for to do next year. Um, so, yeah, my, my vision is to help others to get the word out there about nursing and midwifery support because not many people that I know of around me actually don't know of this organisation. So I think it's very, very important, especially um, when burnout is so prevalent in the nursing um, sector. Um, yeah, and just to continue, you know, attending workshops, furthering my knowledge, I have a vision of, of um, networking, especially with my passion in IT. Um, I've, I've reached out with other, other nurses um, through LinkedIn and they've um, who've created, you know, apps. I'd just like to do things like that, you know. That's great, Maddie. Thanks very much. And I think you make a really good point around um, our need and our, our gratitude for any nurse or midwife out there listening to this podcast who is able to share the word about nurse and midwife support to their network. So there are um, over 400,000 registered nurse and midwives across Australia. So we're quite dependent on our network of supporters and stakeholders to help get the word out. So thanks, Maddie. We're really grateful for that. And I know we've talked about um, the issue of burnout in nursing and midwifery, and we're very mindful of that as a service, particularly in this year, um, 2020, where we've all experienced the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic and um, some more than others. And we know that some nurses and midwives are experiencing burnout, not necessarily only as a result of that, but some as a result of that. And we are available to support any nurse or midwife 24-7, 867 So thanks for making those really important points, Maddie. Helen, some nurses and midwives get stuck in a career rut. What do you think can assist them to get unstuck and to move out of that rut? Um, I think for me, studying has always been really important. Um, I am by far not the best student out there, but I think um, keeping your knowledge up to date, doing doing different things, it doesn't mean you have to go off and do a big course. You could you can go to professional development days, you can go to, you know, conferences and workshops and bits and pieces just to keep your passion alive and to meet with other like-minded souls. I think working with people who who agree with you and have a different, you know, have got a, a similar sort of trajectory always makes you much more enthusiastic about what you're doing. Um, I mean, you've talked about about burnout. I think burnout probably hits most of us at some stage, and you know, at Ness and Midwife Support, we can help you with that. But it's sometimes a matter of of being very, very kind to yourself, taking some time off, really attending to your own needs, and um, you know, putting yourself first now and then, and you know, really looking after yourself and 
taking that leave when you've got it, um, but following your passions, following your interests, making sure that you've got um, a life outside of work, I think is really, really important. Yeah, great point, Helen. I think if people will find themselves in that situation, it can be useful, as you say, to speak to other people or to identify somebody who you know who works in an area that you're interested in and tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, can I actually take you out for a cup of coffee and talk about how you got to where you are? Because I'm kind of interested in that. And I've done that in my career and I found people incredibly helpful, supportive and always willing to do it. And um, and if you don't know that person, well, there's an opportunity, another opportunity to call Nurse and Midwife Support because we can provide that um, support for you. So thanks very much. Ally, nurses and midwives at the end of their career can find it challenging to plan for the end of their career. And in fact, many nurses and midwives say, I've always been a nurse, I've always been a midwife and I'll die a nurse and a midwife. And, and I hear many nurses and midwives say um, that I meet in the community, oh, I'm a retired nurse or I'm a retired midwife. So it becomes very much part of our identity. What factors do you recommend that nurses and midwives consider when working through some of the the issues or considerations towards the end of their career? Thanks, Mark. Another really good question. Um, When thinking about this, I thought a good financial plan. It's never too late to be financially literate. Having a plan doesn't, doesn't mean you have to set it in stone or concrete and never deviate from it. It just means that you have something in the background that you're working towards or a goal that you're working towards. Um, Have a plan to wind back your hours. You can get trapped into working more at the end of your career to try and increase your post-retirement income, but the physical and mental toll can be punishing and leave you burnt out. Think about how you want to leave. Do you want to be, do you want that to be an active decision on your part or do you want to be nudged or worst case, do you want to be um, performance managed out? Try not to be stuck, unable to achieve your financial goals or any other goals and unable to work in a satisfying job because then life will be very bleak. Um, if, you, if you're thinking about it and you need someone to talk about um, how you might navigate the um, last part of your career, last third, last quarter, however you want to think about it, give us a call. Definitely give us a call on 1-800-667-877 because you will find someone at the end of the phone who can who you can bounce ideas? Great point, Sally. Thank you. And I think one of the takeouts there is plan to go out on a high note um, because that's our lasting impression um, in life. And really reflect, I think, and celebrate what you've achieved in your career as um, as you plan to or transition um, from 
um, life, actively working as a nurse and midwife to the next phase of your life. So exciting times for many. Maddie, what advice do you have for early career nurses and midwives in relation to career planning? Like you've really considered, I think, um, your career and you've put your plan in place. So how do you advise other nurses and midwives um, um, plan for their careers? I think it's much the same as Elle about not loading yourself, not loading too much on your plate, especially starting out at something brand new. Um, because there again, burnout can happen. I've just finished nine shifts in a row and I'm just tired. So I think it's a matter of self-care comes first, especially starting out as an early career nurse. Um, Talking to your peers, talking to friends, have lots of days off and extra time to just chill, take it easy, because not only is it physically demanding but in that initial stage of you know starting out as a nurse you're just absorbing so much information that you are mentally mentally challenged mentally drained but there's always peers there's always people around you that are happy to support and guide you in your journey so I think it's a matter of just communicating your thoughts taking time for yourself, um, setting those goals, attending whatever education fascinates you. Um, And, yeah, just taking that extra time out. For me, I did my postgraduate certificate in acute care nursing, but I left a gap year, that grad year, in, in just embedding those foundational skills first and then did my um, extra extra training over two years so I didn't have to you know be bombarded by pressures of life um, so yeah there's always people to talk to and like you said the nursing midwife support um, can help guide early career nurses as well as late career nurses ready for retirement and we're all here to support one another that's you know that's in our heart us nurses where we're just kind caring souls and we don't want anyone to struggle great advice maddie thank you and i'd like to reiterate your point about self-care we talk a lot about the importance the importance of self-care at nurse and midwife support and we've got many many resources to um, guide and support you so check out our website www w.nmsupport.org.au. Helen, navigating career, family and life can be challenging and you've done all this and indeed I know you still do it. What advice do you have for those in this phase of life? Um, I so Look, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of, of my background. I suppose um, I started my nursing career as an oncology nurse and I was working mainly night shifts. I love a bit of night shift. And um, I had a, a daughter who had, who was just not meeting me at milestones. Like I had her, she was turning one and we'd been given a diagnosis that she probably had like a cerebral palsy or some kind of um, acquired brain injury. And so when she was one, 
I stopped nursing completely and um, I'd already done half of my midwifery qualification at that stage. I also stopped that because it was all a little bit too hard. So um, I was looking after my daughter fairly, you know, very much full-time, but taking her to lots of appointments, lots of um, physiotherapies and child stuff. It's a long time ago now, thank goodness. So um, then I went back and did my midwifery and decided that you know I wanted a, a complete change so I like I like to I like to study I like to to change but I'm also incredibly easily bored um, so I have had a lot of changes um, you know 12 years ago I you know as I, I mentioned I, I was divorced I you know connected up with somebody else we've now married and joined the um, the queer community. So we've got, you know, sharing four children um, in a queer in a queer household. So that was also a bit of a bit of a change for life. Um, and now I'm back studying again. Um, I'm enrolled in a master's of counseling and psychotherapy. Um, I suppose my my thing is, you know, life changes and we have to roll with the punches and um, just go with the flow and, and do different things. You know, embrace change, embrace different things in life. You know, don't get bogged down in, in what you're doing. You know, do something different. Nursing and midwifery is the perfect career for that because it's so changeable. There are so many things that we can do and, um, you know, so many different things we can do. You know, if you're not, if you're not able to, to walk well, you can work as a counsellor. You know, you, if you're not able to... You know, there are lots of things that you can do that, um, yeah, there's just so much variety, I suppose that's what I'm trying to say. And, you know, whether you've got kids or not or, you know, whatever stage of life you're going through, there's always something out there that you can do that's nursing-related, midwifery-related, if that's what you want to do. Great advice, Helen. I think that's the thing, isn't it? That life can be very unpredictable. And I think this year, 2020, with um, starting with the devastating bushfires in much of Australia, but for many, many people throughout Australia, they'd already experienced a, a prolonged drought. And then finding ourselves in the midst of a global pandemic, COVID-19, has meant that many of us have had to think differently about life, our career, and how we navigate all that. So I think that's really great advice. Thank you very much. Sometimes we find ourselves at a career life crossroad and don't know the direction in which we should turn. Ali, how have you navigated these times in your career and life and what advice do you have for those at a career life crossroad? Well, career life crossroads happen. Sometimes you need to stop and take stock and you need to give yourself space to change. So taking a leave, being kind to yourself is really, really important, really important because you can't make rational, logical, good decisions if you're in a stressed state of mind. Some transitions are way harder to navigate. Sometimes you just have to jump and not know where you will land or how it will all pan out. 
you will have your registration, you'll have experience, and presumably the means to get another job. So when you jump, you have the trampoline beneath you and lots of possibilities always. You also have colleagues, peers, mentors. Talk to them. They're invaluable. They're the reason I, um, I'm in this job. And they're the reason that I was, um, I was, you know, offered a, the opportunity for lots of jobs and, and, it's, and it's because of the network and the people that you know and the people that you've worked with. Yeah, great point, Sally. And um, I would add, add our, um, our nursing midwifery mates in there. I think they can be the um, uh, uh, backbone and part of our support system. So I think don't underestimate those relationships and friendships that we make in our career that help us through these really tough times or, or these crossroad points in our career. So that's really useful. Thanks, Sally. Students and graduates can find it difficult to work at the best um, career life, to work out the best career life direction um, to take. For example, what university to attend, what hospital to apply at for a graduate year, what discipline to specialise in. Any other thing that, you know, they might be needing to be considered can be challenging. Maddie, what advice do you have for students and graduates when making these really important decisions at the early part of their careers? I really resonate with this question because originally I didn't know what path to take when I, when I had to make that decision in grade 12. I actually wanted to do occupational therapy, believe it or not, but I had to travel far um, to go to university to study and that was out of the picture for me. So I think one, one factor to consider when um, deciding what university to attend is distance and travel. Um, whatever you feel in your heart, your passion is, and for me that was nursing and that's why I chose that career choice. Um, still a bit uncertain as to where I want to go um, but, and which discipline to specialise in. But um, like, like we've been saying, you know, nursing can take you anywhere. Um, you can travel with nursing. You can specialise in all different things. You can be in the admin side of it. You can be in the clinical side of it. You can take time off. Um, nursing is so multifactorial. So um, I think... As long as you study hard at school, you have a vision, you set goals as to where you want to go, then I think as an early career choice, it's going to be a simple decision for you. Um, and just putting yourself out there, speaking to people, speaking to mentors, just anything that will inspire you. Yeah, it's, it's totally up to you. Thanks, Maddie. And it's really around creating a network, isn't it? And I know you're very interested in technology. I know students and graduates are excellent at accessing and utilising technology to 
get information and to have access to to networks, how do you suggest they they do that in a professional way? Because you do have to be a bit careful as well that you don't put inappropriate inappropriate things onto social media. Yeah, so I think social media can have its ups and downs. I really like it in a professional way because, you know, our generation now are glued to our phones. So I think if we utilise that in a way that's going to enhance your life, enhance your career, and, you know, let's face it now, um, universities, it's all technology, it's all online, especially with this pandemic, you know, everything's Zoom conferences now. Um, And if you reach out via social media, I think it's really got the potential to transform, you know, health and nursing um, and create pathways um, for, you know, future projects, Um, you know, creating telehealth nursing even um, and all these apps um, that you can utilise from a technological point of view, um, our the hospital's electronic medical record system, it's all it's all online now and and not many people know how to go back to paper. So yeah, I just think technology is amazing now and we can reach out and communicate that way and and still be in touch with one another. Thanks, Maddie. I recently recorded a podcast with um, Athol Han around burnout, so um, you can access that podcast on our website. But Athol turned his experience of burnout into creating something positive to support nurses and midwives, and it's an app called F Wards, F W A R D S. So check that out, and we'll put a link to that as part of this podcast. But there's also another great podcast that's come out of New South Wales called Nurse Well. I've got that app on my phone and um, I really like it. So we'll put some of those links, as I said, onto our website. Thanks very much, um, Maddie. Helen, for midwives, nurses listening to the midwives or nurses and or listening to this podcast, wondering who to access to work through decisions about career life challenges decisions, what to do next, what advice do you have for them about how to go about this? I would always encourage them to, to give us a call. Um, you know, nurse and midwife support is, is there, you know, for, for everyone in, in every stage of, of their career, you know, from students right through to senior senior staff, managers and and for the people who love them. So, if, you know, friends and family who need a little bit of support or have noticed you know, that their nurse or midwife is struggling, they're welcome to call us as well. Um, you know, there's a lovely variety of, of staff who who answer the phones. We're all from very different backgrounds. We all come from, you know, come with different ideas and um, different thoughts. So, you know, we're really, really happy to have a chat. You know, we don't always have the answers, um, but sometimes, and, and I actually, I think most of the time, the, our callers have their own answers. They really do know. They know what they need to know. They know the answers to their problems. Sometimes they just need somebody to help them tease out their thoughts and, you know, help them weigh up a, a few options. And, um, 
yeah, I really strongly, I know, you know, I know I'm employed by them, but uh, so I'm biased. But yeah, absolutely. Definitely give us a call. You know, that's what they're where that's what they're there for. Thanks, Helen. Absolutely reiterate that. Terrific advice. Ali, if I'm an end of career nurse midwife listening to this podcast, wondering how to make the final phase of my career as meaningful as possible so I can finish on that career high note we've already spoken about, how do you suggest that I go about it? Okay. If if part of that high note means that you're going to change your job, think outside the box of what you've done previously. So totally turn it around and think about something that you've never explored before. Utilise your network and make sure they know you are seeking change and that you're talking about change the whole time. Look for work that aligns with your values. Be prepared to acquire new skills. Great employers make support and education a hallmark of their organisation. If there's something that you've always wanted to explore, be that entrepreneurship, public health policy, politics, find the avenues towards your goal. Remember the skills you have gained as a nurse and midwife are valuable, useful, and definitely transferable. That's, that's the um, end of my um, sermon about <laughs> career change. <laughs> Thanks, Ali. Terrific advice. Well, I can't believe we've got to the end of this podcast. We could talk about this really important and interesting topic all day. But if you want more information, please check out our newsletter, which is full out, full of great blogs and resources that will support you as you navigate your career transitions and life phases. So final words of wisdom, Maddie, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that it's been a pleasure being on this podcast today. And if anyone ever needs to talk, you know, I'm happy to have a chat. Um, you're not alone. As early career nurses, it is hard um, being in the big wide world of nursing. Um, you know, there's people from all all genders of life and, yeah, like Mark said, visit the nursing midwifery support. You know, they're there to help. Thanks, Maddie. That's terrific advice. Helen, final words of wisdom from you. Uh, life is short. So, you know, make sure you look after yourself and, and be happy with, with, with your choices. Thanks, Helen. And Ali, from you, final word of wisdom. Just one word. Or a wow. Well, you may have a word or a sentence or a few sentences as we end this podcast. Okay. I'm going to say be optimistic, look for the job that's your dream job, and you'll find it. You'll definitely find your, your place in the profession. And um, it's, although, you know, we can say navigating career transition is hard and there's all these things to watch out for. The nursing and midwifery professions are fantastic because they really do enable you to travel, be in different places, do different jobs and, um, and have a really enjoyable career. 
Thanks very much, Ali. And once again, thanks to the three of you. You've been really fantastic guests and we really appreciate your your time, your insights, your wisdom and um, your honesty in sharing this information. So thank you very much. Um, A final um, word of wisdom from me is please look after yourselves and each other. Your health matters and I'll speak to you next time. Thank you.